guys and gals, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club, a place where we ready ourselves to give an answer for the hope that's in us. We will also try to answer your questions, random questions from the interwebs, and have some fun too. So put some seatbelts on your ears because we're in for a wild ride. Well, hello, Oxford Holy Club. My name is Brad Silliker. Welcome to episode 146, entitled Video Games, The World, and Ponderables. Uh, again, my name is Brad Silliker. I'm one third of your host. Joined to my left on the screen by none other than... Andrew Hello. Beckwith. Hello, Andrew Beckwith. Uh, and then right below both of us tonight is coming in with uh, Mr. Candy. Why don't, why don't you introduce yourself? Mr. Candy. Candy. Lucas Candy, please. Mr. Candy He's is my, my father. father. Yeah, figured that was coming. Congratulations. Yeah. That was a great joke. Hey, Michael. Nice to see you, man. Glad that you're here. Not a whole lot's up. We're just chilling. It's Tuesday night. Uh, good to see Dwight here with us. Okay, listen, guys, we have to we got to get this out right now. They uh, won't notice if you don't tell them. You, you think? <laughs> it's just, it's so sad. Like, so we did this whole video game streaming thing so that we could get streaming at 1080p. We got into the level up program and, and those all were- All for Dwight. All for Dwight. Those were glorious heady days. Uh, yeah. uh, and uh, hey, Monica, thanks for liking the stream. Uh, so we, we did it. We got into the level up program and for like two weeks, things were good. And then a week after a little alert came up, it was like, you have to, you've not met the requirements, but it was still letting us broadcast at 1080p. So I thought, sweet, I don't need to do anything. I'm just going to let this roll and, and slide and we'll see what happens. Well, tonight's the night. Um, welcome back to 720p. Apparently, if we're, we're we're back to our roots, we're back to our roots. If we're, you know what, and it feels good. If but if we're gonna, if, if we're gonna try to stay at that 1080p, it means we need to maintain an online video game presence. Which listen, I'm not opposed to. Um, I'm just you know we got to have up to four hours every two weeks. Are you you streamed a Disney movie illegally, didn't you? <laughs> they heard about it. Mm. Anyway, what are your thoughts, guys? What do we do about this? <laughs> well, <laughs> we could keep stream. Is it just the, the four hours a week that you have to stream for, or whatever? That's right. No, four hours every two weeks. Oh, there you go. Just two hours a week. Hold uh, really. Stream for at least four hours in the last fourteen days. Stream on at least two days in the last fourteen days. So you could break this up, you know. And there's three of us. 10 minute intervals. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> what do you mean you're out? You could do it from your phone. I, I don't game on computers. I, I just. Uh... I just said phone. Literally just said you could do it on your phone. You're always on that thing. Oh. Always. Always. Always uh, at the phone. Yeah. Well, anyway, folks, uh, let's get this thing rolling. Don't forget that you can check out our podcast online at OxfordHolyClub.com. And from there, you can find us on all the social medias. If you'd like to reach out from, uh, if you'd like to reach out to us, uh, you can do that through the website as well. And please let us know if you're watching. Drop a hello in the chat and be sure to chat along with us. And let's uh, let's have some fun. So hit the like button. And really, the biggest thing you could do is to hit the share button on Facebook. That would be phenomenal. Uh, Dwight is calling you out there, Lucas. At least I'm I'm thinking it's to you. He says I feel like he was calling all of us out. Time well spent. Well, nah, he said, he said nah, be a man, and then he said take be one for the team. Come on, doesn't Jesus deserve your best? See, when he said that, there's an old Russell Peters skit where he did be a man, and it makes me laugh every time I think of it. But that's a deep cut. That's a ten year old comedian joke that I don't think anybody listens to anymore. Mm. But anyway, um, all right. Anywho, well, folks, let's get this thing rolling. Why don't we catch up? Because you know what, a week has gone by, and mm -hmm. it's time to find out what's been going on in everyone's life. So, Lucas, let's start with you, my dude. All right. Well, uh, this week I was thinking of two things of of note. Um, one is we are no longer no longer front uh, front lawn hot tub people at our house anymore. <laughs> Hold um, on. See, because it was yes, in the front yard this whole time. I think I've made that clear. I have not been shy about. I did not catch yard. that. My goodness, what? you didn't know that. You're We've been razzing him about it. You're so brazen. Yeah. Wow, you're brazen. I even I I even heard about people making fun of me about it behind my back. No one here, 
Well, other than Dwight, I'm sure Dwight did it behind my back. I feel like Dwight talks about us constantly, but uh, anyhow, because uh, here's the problem. Like when I was setting it up, there was, you know, two feet of snow everywhere and it needed to be on flat ground. So I had enough. It took me like half an hour to snow blow the little chunk to do it in our front lawn. Uh, but the thing was, I was surrounded by snow, so you couldn't see. But uh, the snow continued to recede. And eventually there was just a hot tub on my front lawn um, covered in silvery reflective insulation, making it extra catching to the yeah, eye. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, now I do have some trees in front of my house and it's basically a small highway. So it's not, a it's not as bad as you think. Highway. I, I don't, uh, it's like, I like live in a, you know, like a suburb street or something. Just waving at kids as they go by in my hot tub. No, but anyway, it was time to move it to the back. So we dumped it all out and I moved it all Ooh. around Filled it up. We were going to uh, a niece's for uh, an Easter thing. No, not Easter. Birthday. Uh, birthday party. You're One of the thousand birthday parties we have to go to. Anyway, um, and I, I was like, listen, I filled it up. We're going to turn it on. It should be hot by the time we get back. It'll be great. We can enjoy a hot tub that's meant to be experienced in a backyard. So anyway, we did this, and I, I get out there. We get back on Sunday. I was like, Melissa, tonight's night. We're so excited. And I get out there. I got my towel. got my little my music player. I was all excited. I opened the lid, and it was quite green it was very green uh so and i was like you know what i think it's fine i think it just probably needs a little shock so i hop on in and then it's getting a little dark and melissa comes out i was like hey come on in the water's fine i was like there's just the one thing though and she looks at me she's like oh oh no absolutely not i'm not getting in that i was like no it's fine it's probably fine uh but anyway she left me to stew by myself uh anyway it turns out i I did fix it by the next day i threw in a little bleach and we're good um but uh yes it was a bit of a downer and then the other fun thing i did this weekend was we went to to the birthday party and there was an epic nerf battle with all the cousins and it was guys against girls we were heavily outnumbered but then i i look at giddy and i said hey we got to change our tactics and uh they had one of those big green big garbage can bins uh, with the wheels on it. So I emptied the garbage out and threw my son in and I wheeled him around back. And then at the, at the right time, I like hit the side and I'm like, what are you doing? And he pops out. He's like, bam, 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 bam. And gets everybody. And it was pretty, pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. <laughs> it was the garbage. Man, it feels can. like there's a theme with you. <laughs> Grossness. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It is a little grossest. It was the week of green. Uh, anyway, I'm sure someone else did something better than that. Okay. Go ahead. Well, let me tell you. Um, I'm not sure if you can tell, but th- I've got something new. <laughs> I've been on this quest for the exercise ball uh, chair, and I wanted to get rid of the normal office chair that I had. And so I, f- I found the chair. They're on Amazon. Um, to get the black one with the black frame and the black ball, 140 bucks taxes in and that was a hard pill to swallow but I had birthday money so I like I pulled the trigger on it and 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 got the chair well so the chair never shipped for the longest time didn't ship didn't ship and then you get that you nice nice little purple text that comes up in the app from Amazon this package will be delayed blah 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 but it hasn't shipped yet and uh two days two days ago what day was it it was the weekend Sunday no, sorry, Saturday. So Saturday, I'm just I'm cruising Facebook Marketplace as as I do, and an exercise ball chair comes up not that far away from me, like ten minutes away, and they're asking for eighty bucks. So I'm like, oh, my chair hasn't shipped yet. So I start like immediately plotting, oh, what can I buy with that money that I'd have left over, and and so uh, I message them, yep, chairs there, yeah, I can come see it. It felt a little weird to say, can I come see the ball chair? Uh, I don't know why. Can I give it a bounce? Well, really though, that's what I was asking. Like, can I take a bounce on that chair and, and see what I think? Anyway, um, I got super lost. Thank you. GPS. The road that they told me doesn't technically exist, but there's a different road off of it. That's kind of similar. And it had me super, super lost. Oh, it was not good. Anyway, finally got back. They took, um, they took 70. So half the price of a new one. I wound up getting the exact same one that I ordered. Uh, that's just, it's used and it's in perfect shape. I'm sitting in it's it It's just now. seen more butts. It's just seen more butts. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Uh, I'm so, sure you just rotated the ball though. It's it's fine. So uh, like flipping the cushion over. I, actually, the first thing I did was I took it home and I got um, 
wipes, like uh, disinfectant wipes, Lysol wipes, clean the whole thing up. And, uh, and everybody had to take it for a ride and a spin and a bounce and, and all that. And now I've got it in my office and it's fantastic. I sit higher in it than I did in my office chair. I had staff meeting this morning and I was sitting higher than everybody. It gave me this false sense of authority that I didn't really have. Um, but as you start bouncing, you start losing that coolness. Yeah. <laughs> so some people have asked me, is it because of ADHD? That's a fun question. Um, no. Ooh. I can't say. Uh, okay. No, no, it's not. It's uh, great for the back and the and the core, and my core is engaged right now. I feel like I'm exercising. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. There you go. So that's so so um, so. I got I paid them, got in the car, immediately went to the Amazon thing and hit cancel because I'm like it hasn't shipped, so I'll cancel it, get my money back. Well, they just hadn't updated anything. It's it was technically in Dieppe. And so I get an email back going, um, we cannot cancel this. Your options are to refuse it when the delivery driver brings it, which let me ask you, are you guys ever there when the delivery guy shows up? No. Sometimes. So like, I don't know. Not often. I'm not sure what my recourse is. Do I just leave a strongly worded note? (laughs) <laughs> dearest Amazon delivery man, go away. Take take your dumb chair with you. You don't want to burn your bridges with the Amazon delivery man because you have a lot more packages you probably want showing up. So otherwise you'll chuck them all in the river. <sighs> anyway, the other thing, but I, I see I want to catch him because if I can refuse the package, he just takes it back and it goes back to Amazon. But if I accept the package and go to refund it or return it, I might need to pay the shipping on that. I'm not sure. You shouldn't. I, I don't know. Um, Dwight, just, you were wondering what you could do with all that extra money that you hopefully are going to make on this uh, wheeling and dealing. Uh, Dwight is recommending exercise chair patching kits and, and bleach wipes. So there you <laughs> like go. Like as an add-on, like they're, they, do they stick, to the, they stick to it somewhere just to have? Oh, you should start putting cool stickers on it too. Oh my goodness. No, I'm not. Racing stripe? I'm not. Oh, it goes faster. The other, the only other thing of, of significance, I think this week is um, Harmony has signed up for baseball and it might surprise you to know that we're not a super sport oriented home. Um, <laughs> however, we've always encouraged the kids to participate in sports and that's always been easy when their friends have been doing it. And, uh, Jaden, when J- the first time Jaden ever signed up for soccer, he was just a turd out there. Uh, <laughs> did I, they throw the ball and he did this? He just, he just laid there and then he used to just <laughs> lay on the ball. So soccer wasn't fun. Uh, certainly not fun to watch as a parent. That's yep. No, that's my kid laying on the ball. Yep. Anyway, Harmony is signed up for baseball, but she's never played before. So I said to her, it's all good. We have a few months. So let's go out into the field beside the house and I'll teach you how to bat. sitting there in your bouncy chair. (laughs) Anyway, it has been, uh, it's been the biggest highlight. She has taken to it. She's still learning how to play, but like she loves it. She's excited to go play. When she gets home, she Mm -hmm. asks, even if it's raining, like we've gone out in the rain um, because she just, she wants to get out there so bad and just practice hitting. And the kid, I'm not, I'm not just saying this. She's got an arm, which is great, which means I don't have to go because every time she misses, she has to throw it back and she can like she can get the distance and give it some heat. So that's that's a lot of fun. So (laughs) anyway, um, I told her I would help coach her team. I've helped coach some teams before. You might be surprised to know I've done hockey and softball. I am surprised to know that, actually. Yeah, I'm sure you're highly sought after in the coaching circuit. I'll have you know that. my phone doth ringeth every now and then. <laughs> Brad, no Sunday silker. <laughs> yeah, people love me for that. Uh, so that's that's what's going on. Jaden's also doing a little bit of playing, um, but the two, for whatever reason, can't play together. And I've 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 tried to sell it like, hey, you know, every time you miss and then you have to go get the ball, wouldn't it be great if someone was catching it behind you? <laughs> Called a catcher. So you just need. Kid, you kid, and then you can be the one who's like the in-between for catch. Yeah. Anyway, that's what's going on. How about you, Andrew? What's happening in your life? All right. So we, um, Oliver has one of those race car beds, you know, the classic. We've had them. Kid race car bed, right? And he's getting pretty big for it. And so we've been talking for too long about bunk beds. An exercise ball bed. 
Yeah, exercise ball bed. <laughs> and so we were like, do we buy them? My dad's like, oh, I want to make them. I want to make them. And then when, it was just this whole thing for months of like, what are we building? What do they look like? So anyways, we finally settled on something. And uh, I actually just bought like plans off the internet for $8. It was the best investment of my life. Uh, <laughs> it was like, like they were seriously like all laid out. This is what you need. This is where you drill your holes. This is how you cut the things. It's awesome. And so my dad and I got to work on these bunk beds and it was really funny because like, we literally started and Oliver would come in to the garage and be like looking for them to be done. <laughs> and, and every time he'd come in, all we were doing was cutting stuff to length. And so yeah. it looked like nothing had happened. <laughs> and so they went for a walk down the road and they're driving back and he's like, I can't wait to see them. I bet they're all done now. <laughs> he comes back in. It looks exactly the same yep. as when he left. Like, sorry, buddy. It's gonna be a little while, but they're almost together now. They're like all pre. Everything's together as much as it can be, in order to get them into the bedroom. All <laughs> so, right. Are you putting anything um, fancy on it? The it's only sp- thing that's gonna be fancy about it is it's gonna have um, basically stairs up to the oh, top nice. bunk. What do you mean by basically? Like, well, are I they mean, stairs? You're gonna have to yeah, climb. Like, you're literally gonna have to climb them. Like they're not gonna be like you walk up the stairs, <laughs> spiral staircase. Yeah, um, that's probably the coolest thing. Maybe a cup holder if I can figure out how to put that. Because nice to, for them to have a cup holder up there. Racing stripes. My mom. Yeah. My mom is like wanted like these big elaborate uh, bunk beds. <laughs> I just like couldn't. I just vetoed it as much as I possibly could because I just knew it was never gonna happen. So, anyways, where did you buy these plans? Uh, is it like a website where you buy like plans for stuff, or is it just it off just, some website? I think like it was like a link off Pinterest or something. A bottle opener. Also, Mandy, yes, I think <laughs> climbable <laughs> climbable stairs or like what he's describing is actually a ladder, but that's fine. No, it's not a ladder. <laughs> climbable stairs. Any stairs you know. are a ladder if you do it right. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So anyways, that's exciting that they're actually almost built. And uh, mm-hmm. we're hoping that eventually Lincoln can go and sleep in there too, which might like get Oliver to actually sleep in his bed for, you know, the night. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm serious. Just find some kind of melatonin mist and put it in a Vicks vapor thingy. <laughs> mist. There's got to be yeah. a, there's got to be an essential oil for that. Yeah. Yeah. Kid knockout anyways. drops. That's a, that's wishful thinking, but we'll see. And the other thing is, uh, we at my church we started our kids program back up. It's been a year basically since we've done the kids program. Yep. But it's all we're doing on Sunday morning. We're not doing nursery or anything like that. And so I made the decision that if you are going into kindergarten in September, you can come to the kids program, which you normally wouldn't be able to do. Which means Oliver can come to the kids program. He's in your realm. And so he's come two weeks now. And it's so, I mean, Brad, I know you can relate, but it is so weird trying to not be his parent Mm -hmm. and just like let him figure things out. It is such a weird dynamic. Mm -hmm. I I love that he's there. I actually can't relate. Well, I guess I can. I, I, I can to some degree, but I got out of youth ministry before Harmony got in. And I guess you never really did any kid stuff, eh? No, no, a little like helped out a little bit while she was there. So I, I get what you're saying, but not at the same level that you are. But yeah, it's just so weird. Just kind of like, okay, just let him figure it out. Like you can't just, you got to be his youth or his children's pastor, not his dad right now. And it's, it's tough. Oh, he's hurt. Oh, he's crying. A leader will take care of him. (laughs) I said to the leader, I said to the leader last week, I'm like, listen, uh, you need to uh, do stuff with Oliver because <laughs> I can't help myself. So you're in charge. I deal with that kid at home all the time. <laughs> yeah. So I need a break. I need uh, a break. What's funny at uh, at school, I've had this from not one but two of my kids, where I'm I've got vice principal hat on, and I walk into the the class to like pull some kid out to give them like mm-hmm. a talking to. I'm like, you come see me right now. And then all of a sudden, one of my kids comes, Daddy, and like hugs me. And it's real like, you're really, you're really cramping yeah. my, yeah, my scary yeah. body here. Kid. 
I'm just the mean vice principal. Get out of here. Gone. <laughs> Whoever you are. Yeah. Oh my goodness, Dwight. Brad doesn't like kids or big lake camp. <laughs> he's really he's really found his niche. He really has. ministry. My goodness. Yeah, ministry. <laughs> That's what this is. Ministry. <laughs> Uh, this, is, this is what's called Dwight is Dwight is demonstrating what's called the ministry of presence. Um, <laughs> it can go either way. Is the ministry of presence his gift? It's hard to know. I I, I think levity might be his gift or is <laughs> when the Holy Spirit gave out gifts and all that was was divisiveness one of them? I, I forget. Yes. <laughs> divisiveness. All right, Andrew. So good. you get the bunk beds happening and Oliver's in the kids program. And what's going on with that other kid? Lincoln? Lincoln. Uh, he's just chilling, you know. Does he sleep he's, through the night? He got a job now. So Whoa! <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lincoln, sometimes. Okay. Are, are you afraid in your grand scheme to put them together and hopefully that it goes better? Are you worried that it might go worse for both? <laughs> like he might catch the bad sleeping? Like that's, a, I mean, that's that could happen. Uh, I they, wasn't. They shared. <laughs> okay. They shared a bunk bed. Okay. <laughs> so, right. well i can't get much worse so okay here we go uh someone someone pinned the timestamp on that when he said yeah, it yeah 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 yeah. thank I'm goodness sure <laughs> thank goodness this is recorded well let's toss to lucas and uh, lucas you want to say it the best and the rest sorry i thought it was, it was a stinger uh now so uh, for the best and the rest, of course, it is the segment where we talk, I give you a category and you tell us about the best version of that thing and the worst version of that thing. And uh, folks playing along at home, we'd love for you to play along at home and throw your con- your in here, your uh, ideas. The, the category for this week is video games. So what is like one of the best ones you've played and what is one of the worst ones you've ever played? And I'll go first. Oh, no, come um, on. You do <laughs> okay, this fine. every time, but I, there's, there's such a good chance that the three of us have chosen the same stinking thing. I, I've I actually chosen so. three, so I'm covered. So you go, you go for no. it, Brad, Brad. What is the best and worst game you've ever played? All right, um, thank you, thank you, Lucas, for asking and choosing me for this. Uh, the best video game that that I've played. There are uh, okay. I'm I'm just gonna say it, and I'll give a very quick reason why. Bioshock was probably one of the best games that I've played. And the reason for that- One of my top three is off the list. Okay, he's going to scratch that one out. I knew that. I knew that. Bioshock. And the reason for that was, um, like, at the time, the graphics were great and and all that. But it was the storytelling. Uh, They Mm -hmm. they told a story in a way that I'd never experienced in a video game. And the twist in that video game legitimately, um, like, impacted me. That was the first video game that I remember an emotional attachment when, and then things flipped on their head. It just blew my mind what they had done. Mm-hmm. I've never, I've never had that experience again because after Bioshock, I've always been looking for it and, yeah. and trying to anticipate it for right or wrong. So that was the best video game. Again, there's other video games that do the mechanics, and different things probably better, but as a package, phenomenal experience. It- and with that game too, it was definitely like the world they built was a really cool world. Like I wanted to know every little scrap of information about it. Um, so yeah. Oh my cool goodness. World. Oh no. Uh, Mandy, Mario, old school Mario. I knew that. I did not realize that Mandy had a hate on for Ark. <laughs> now it's because she's played it or just because it's taken a lot of your time. It's probably taken a lot of my time. <laughs> uh, all right. And oh, so Melissa. Melissa's coming in. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. She she, uh, she says Mario Kart, and she would mean the, like, Super Nintendo version. Oh, no, she does play the Switch version stuff. And she says Wario's Woods, but I'm 90% sure. No, no, I sorry, I'm 1,000% sure Wario's Woods is not her worst. She loves Wario's Woods. She beat Wario's Woods, which is basically like beating Tetris, and I didn't know that was possible until she beat it. And the game was like, listen, we're tired of it. Like, we cannot play anymore, lady. We're done. Uh, and I can't, like, she's really good at those matching games and stuff. So there you go. Mandy, it's not a stupid game. <laughs> Zelda, love that one. Well, you might be seeing more of it on this channel. Uh, I don't care for the <laughs> other right. ones, especially the shooting ones. Uh, so my worst then is a little game called uh, Raven Squad. <laughs> and and the reason for that is um, my expectations for what that game was going to be versus what it was 
and actually what it was supposed to be. So it was supposed to be, uh, Raven Squad was supposed to be a first-person shooter, which I love, and a real-time strategy all at the same time. And you were supposed to be able to uh, be in first-person, looking through the eyes of the character, engaged in the battle, and then you could press a button and it would pull the map back and you would go into like a strategic mode where you could order the troops around, do all that kind of stuff. Uh, do you guys remember Rainbow Six for the N64? So in, it, not specifically for that one, but I remember the game. Okay, yeah. well, they're one of, they had one of these things where you could order your troops around, and they would carry out orders and all that. And I, that hooked me with that system. And so when I saw that something similar was coming to to Xbox 360, um, I was beyond excited for that game. Oh, there's another game. Remember Two Worlds? Anyway, um, hey, 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 don't step on the toes of one of my games, all right? Move along. Oh, okay, sorry, 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 sorry. See, I knew between the, like, come on, we've all played the same games together. Andrew's probably the most diverse among us. Anyway, um, so yeah, that and and it was just so bad. The game was, the, the writing was terrible. The gameplay was terrible. You two made fun mm. of me terribly. And <laughs> the whole experience was just hot garbage. Um, so Raven Squad was definitely my worst. I think you got a three on IGN out of 10. Oh, my word. They don't throw those out often. No. Uh, all right, Andrew, how about you? Give us the best and the rest. So my best, it's my all-time favorite game is The Witcher 3. And uh, Uh I... Dwight's going to have some comments about that, I guarantee it. I am the the type of person that the more stuff there is that has nothing to do with the main part of the game, like, the more I love Mm -hmm. the game. Like, I love just wandering around and getting, you know, you're going to do one thing and then you get, like, sidetracked by, like, three other things. And then you're like... You know what? Where what was I doing again? You know that game just has so much in it. It's basically like an open world. You just wander around, and it's the only game I've ever played where I played a bit of it, and then I stopped playing, and then I've gone back to it yeah, and beat it. You don't go back. You're not a go backer. I never go back. <laughs> Once I'm done with the game, I'm done with the game. It's the only time I've ever done it, and I went back and I beat the whole thing. Uh, it's a great game. There's just so much in it. I I probably spent way too much time on it, uh, but uh, yeah, it's a solid, solid game. Uh, worst game I probably ever played, and I don't know if you guys remember this game or not. Uh, Earth Defense Force. Oh yeah, you guys remember oh, Earth Defense e- Force? I've, I've never yeah. played it, but I've heard of it. So Earth Defense Force was basically like somebody was like, "How do I make the cheapest, crappiest game in the world?" And essentially, it's a game where you uh, oh, my are shooting. No, 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 <laughs> like it's okay. Chance. I was just thinking through Lucas's and then reading. Did you see Dwight? How long? Uh, how long is this segment asking for a friend? <laughs> and uh, anyways, it's basically aliens invading the Earth, but all the aliens are just giant insects, like they're like ants and stuff, right? ants and scorpions or whatever. Like they didn't even take five minutes like think up a, make, yeah. an alien make, <laughs> they're just like let's make get, get a bunch of insects bigger make them big that's obviously <laughs> what aliens are and uh yeah so it was just a hilarious game just terrible so bad <laughs> but did you like it i mean it was fun to goof on like just if you weren't really right. looking for the best game ever right there you go. Do you think that Dead right. Space is on Lucas's as his worst? Because if it's not, what a missed opportunity. Because that that defined the Lucasing it era. <laughs> I have one in my head that I want to be Lucas's worst. Is it the con? It, it is the con. <laughs> okay. Well, let's just hold on. Hold your horses. So uh, for best, I mean, there's there's a lot. We've played a lot of great games, and I've sunk a lot of hours into a lot of games. But I think the one I'm going to go with is actually an oldie. And I don't even know if it holds up. It probably doesn't hold up that well, but it was just such a fun game at the time. Was It's a game uh, called Mercenaries. Uh, it's oh. a game that's from a, from a publisher that Shoot. doesn't even publish games anymore. And it was it was like a PS2 era. And it was just like you run around. And it was like back during the Iraq War, there was like the deck of 52, like the, the most evil guys. And you had to run around and like there's missions and stuff, but also like you'd be running around and all of a sudden somebody's like, oh, there's one of the people like you can either capture them or kill them. And it's worth, you know, twice as much if you can capture them. And you could like rain down like 
bombs and like all this stuff. And they, you could just like order in your own vehicles. And it was just a fun game. And Brad would watch me play the game, like, cause we lived together at the time. And he would just sit there with his salt and pepper chips yep. and watch me play yep. um, that game. Were they and, homemade and salt I, and pepper? No, Lay's salt and no, pepper. No, they were like legit. Uh, and I'm going to cheat and also say that Fable 1 was also like a super, like, just a, an awesome, awesome yeah, game. Yeah, Same yeah. thing. Cool world, all that stuff. Uh, for worst game, uh, yeah, the con is pretty bad, but I am going to go with Two Worlds. Um, it was a game that, like, set itself up to be a bunch of, like, almost like a mesh between a bunch of games we really liked. Mm-hmm. And, like, the review and, like, the we previews all, look cool. We all bought it, didn't we? Like, we all bought know, it. And it was the... Oh, well, I know... It was not good, it was and not good. but it was the first game I ever pre-ordered without like knowing for sure. Like I, I was like, no, no, this is it. I'm putting my sixty bucks down of university money, <laughs> which is like a billion dollars in today's money. And anyway, and it was in the first like four sentences of dialogue of a cutscene. So I'm like, nope, this is gonna be garbage. This is awful. Uh, and it was very, very hard for me. You I'm guys afraid, remember but, it didn't uh, even come out when it was supposed to come out, mm-hmm, and there was yeah. no word about why why it didn't come out yeah i remember it was like it was the worst uh brad pm me uh uh when something christian is being discussed (laughs) (laughs) he's the thorn in our flesh oh my goodness on our side yep all right. Well, I think we can wrap up the best and the rest. Thank you for all of your uh, contributions. And uh, I'm glad to see a lot of you played video games. And I am sorry, Tiffany, that uh, Donkey Kong for the Wii U was a bit of a stressor on your marriage with Andrew. Yeah, that was I a- actually did hear that that was not a good couple game to no, play. That, that was a oh, rough, yeah, rough that's game. A, that's a rough game. That's a rough game. <laughs> Is it see? I always think of Mario was bad because you can get in fights for that one. Because if you're like bouncing people in the holes and stuff like that, but is Donkey Kong just because you have to be perfect? Is that Donkey why it's so Kong hard? Is so challenging. It was, it was mm. very hard. Yep. There you go. All right. So next up, uh, we have the Smorp, which is me. You're so, the Smorp. Uh, I am the Smorp. That's me. Um, SMORP stands for scripture, message, obedience, repentance, and prayer. Uh, you can give Dwight a call. We're into the, uh, the faith-based portion of this program. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going to start off by reading first John, Good job, Scotty. uh, uh <laughs> two, 12 to 17. All right. Uh, I am writing to you little children because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. I am writing to you fathers because you know him who is from the beginning. I am writing to you, young men, because you are uh, you have overcome the evil one. I write to you, children, because you know the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you are strong and the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the evil one. Do not love the do not love the world or the things in the world. Uh, if anyone loves the world, he the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life is not from the Father, but from the world. The world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. So our first uh, section here is uh, scripture. What words, phrases, or observations in this passage stand out to you? What does the scripture tell you about the nature and work of God? So anybody, uh, any, any takers? I'm so sorry. Darn it, Dwight. Um, I, I just need to read this. Ooh, things have taken a solemn turn. Thanks, Donkey Kong. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll take a, I'll take a first crack at this if that's all right. Some of the things that jumped Before. out at me in terms of the, the words were forgiven. Um, let's see here. I need to look at the scripture. Uh, forgiven, overcome, know the Father, uh, and abiding and overcoming is there again. Uh, so those were, those were some of the things and the will of the father, uh, there's a, mm-hmm. you know, and the world. Anyway, there's a, there's a, there's a lot in this piece of scripture, uh, but let's be in that bone. Yeah. But those were some of the phrases that jumped out at me at least. All right. Uh, Andrew, anything jump off the page at you? I uh, do not love the world or the things in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that was one that definitely jumped off uh, the screen at me. So I'll I'll kind of tag onto it and say, if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, so next up, 
message. And this is, of course, something you guys can do at home as well, is uh, when you hear this scripture, is there anything that kind of speaks to you, jumps out to you, any kind of thoughts you might have? Uh, feel free to throw it in the, uh, the chat there. So um, so what do you sense the Lord saying to you in this reading? Is there a word of correction, guidance, encouragement, wisdom, or promise? Do you have a question for God? Hmm. Anybody? Well, yes. I, I, I looked at this like, you know, do not love the world or the things in the world. And, and if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And uh, for all that's in the world, the desires of the flesh, desire of the eyes, pride of life. It's not from the Father, but of this world. And, and I, I've been thinking through this scripture. I, like I read it this morning because this was today's actual smart scripture from our, our document that we use. And when I first read this today, I, I really spent a lot more time on the idea of that I'm, that I'm forgiven and that I've, I can overcome, uh, I can know God through abiding in Jesus and kind of overcome the culture of the world. And, and then as I read it today, I heard, I was kind of hearing this whole thing like, you know, the culture is what it is right now. And we can either use our platform to like rail against it or, you know, uh, criticize it and call it all this kind of stuff. Or we can, you know, do the will of the father, as it says in here, in this culture. I think um, Carrie Newhoff put an article out not that long ago that just talked about what is our response to, to the culture. But what I'm sensing here is like, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. So, you know, my, my question for God right now is, Lord, what's, I mean, what is your will for me in, in this culture, in this world that I'm not to love? And scripture's full of what that is, of what the will is. But I mean, like, is there a specific thing you want me to be doing? I guess is my question. If, does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. Andrew, any messages uh, for you? I think, uh, again, when I just think of do not love the world or the things in the world, I just think of priorities. Mm. You know, and what are mine? And you know, is there misplaced priorities? And and uh, yeah, I mean, that's essentially it. Just I think there needs to be uh, a, a refocus sometimes on, on where we're leaning towards and, and the things like that. Uh, if I may, Lucas Scott Scotty just jumped in. He said, "Love the things, uh, love for things of this world." It's a tough passage, as some take it to the extreme where they heap on guilt for having stuff, but at the same time, greedy Christians isn't okay either. Where's the balance? That's, and it's a good mm-hmm. question. Well, Scott, can you tell us? I'd love to know. <laughs> give us, give us the line. No. Um, for me, when I, when I read the do not love the world or the things of this world, if anyone loves the world, the love of the father's not in him. Uh, well, you know, I was gonna say that it's really appropriate for today, but really it's appropriate for all times throughout history. But um, I think that we have quite a few, I think now more than the last, you know, hundred years, we've had more cultural Christians, like people who are, they're in it for the, for the kind of the pomp and circumstance or whatever. But then anytime the world and Christianity disagree, they're almost, they go with the world, right? They're like, well, I mean, the Bible's an old book or, or whatever it is, right? Sure. And and, you know, I think that's an issue. And I think something that that churches need to, to look at and know that, you know, um, some churches have been kind of going, well, some churches will cave to it. Um, and then some churches will kind of have to like, listen, I guess we're going to go back to back to the basics, like go through this kind of like basic, like our church for the last several weeks has been going through like, uh, you know, the Apostles Creed and going through some of those kind of basic tenets of the faith just to kind of remind people. And I think it's so important because one, you're having new people come in all the time. But also because for those people who have been in church kind of forever, they 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 need to be reminded of those those you know, core truths. I know I watched uh, there's a new Chon Christ video I watched. I think it's like a new new one from like yesterday, where they did Fear Factor, but it was like Fear Factor 2021, and all these people had to do was like like a tweet from like a right leaning person or something, and they were so scared of being canceled or or like oh no what will people think and and they couldn't do it for a million dollars it was it was funny, um, <laughs> but funny. but that's the thing it's because people are so worried about culture right and and how are things going to look and all that stuff and I think it's something we need to kind of be on guard for but at the same time like 
and not to completely isolate ourselves from culture either. Like, I think it's important right. to be going out into the world and not, you know, treat the church like a fort or something just, you know, to hide in, but at the same time, making sure that you're keeping first things first, which I think is where, you know, reading your Bible is going to come in handy because it'll help you keep in mind what's true and what's just kind of cultural. And Scott, he comes back because Andrew, you asked for the line. He said, can it be said that it's okay to have stuff, but it's not okay for stuff to have you? As uh-huh. Andrew alluded to, it's about priorities, hard stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah. it's okay to have stuff. Um, the question I would ask is if you do have, like, um, if the Lord g- blesses you with a lot of material mm-hmm. wealth or something, like, mm-hmm. w- why? It would be the question I would ask. Like, mm-hmm. what, it, it, you know, what is, he, what is he calling you to do something with that specifically? I'm, I, I don't mm-hmm. know if that makes sense. Um, anyway, my, you know what? I, know, I, I, th- I think it does. I, I, uh, I, I, I forget who, pr- who had this prayer and I'm going to do it wrong, but they basically were praying that God would not give them so much money that, uh, th- that they started to love that and not him, hmm. but that he, they wouldn't be so poor that they were tempted to steal and dishonor him, but right. that, that just the basic needs would be met. Um, anyway, yeah. No, I, and I always, I've always enjoyed it when people, uh, and we've been blessed by people who I remember when we first got married and we were going on some trip. And I think I've told the story before. And this couple that we did, we knew a little bit, not crazy well in, in Ottawa. They're like, hey, and I was making some joke about like, oh yeah, we have no air conditioning. We're going this like twelve hour drive. Like that's going to be a, a fun in the summer. And then he's like, hey, do you want to take our vehicle? And they have like a much nicer, newer like SUV. And they just like, yeah, yeah, well, you can just leave us your, your vehicle and we'll, well, you can drive our nicer one. And they didn't say it that way, but that's what it was. And, you know, and because like, it's not our vehicle, it's God's vehicle. So it's fine. Like, don't worry about it. And I've tried to do the same thing, you know, for others or, or whatever it is. And it, when you, when you don't see stuff and I always f- think it's important to remember that whatever, th- especially when it's something I want, like I always have a weakness for gadgets and stuff like especially electronics. I'm like, remember I can't that relate. thing into that that in 10 years that thing that you super want is going to be in a yard sale for 50 cents like just keep that in mind like and and you'll enjoy it when you open it but it's always a fleeting joy like and it's <laughs> not that it's bad but it's like eventually the shine goes away right mm-hmm. so yeah it's anyway. true that's true uh whatever lucas <laughs> uh all right so obedience what's a step of obedience you need to take uh today or this week uh, based on what God is revealing to you. Anybody got any obedience to drop on us? To do the will of God and abide in Jesus. Yeah, same. I, I don't know how else to say it. Whoever does the will of God abides forever. And uh, and it talks about abiding, you know, we, we've talked about it before here during SMORP, about abiding mm-hmm. in the vine. Uh, he's the source. So abiding in him and doing the will of the father, but that's going to require me to listen. So, um, Uh so for me, it's that I need to stop and listen and, and, and allow him to speak into my life. I, um, I like the fact that, um, darn it. I had a thought and it disappeared. (laughs) So I guess it was not that good. That's okay. Uh, any, any, any other thoughts of obedience? No. All right. Uh, repentance. Write out any confession that God reveals to you in this passage. Uh, you can write down if you want, and then prayer as well. So sometimes we do those out loud, sometimes we don't. Does anybody want to take a stab at anything? Um, I, th- I think it, we could all take a, a step back and recognize that there have been times where we've loved the world and the desires of the flesh and, you know, of the eyes and the pride of life over, you know, the will of the Father. Um, maybe, I, maybe I shouldn't generalize. Let me just speak for me. I would, I would confess that and <laughs> repent of that. Um, mm-hmm. and it's not easy because everywhere we look, like we, we've designed everything around us now to sh- put it in our faces and shove it in our faces. Um, so mm-hmm. that it's always there. Uh, yeah. Um, just to take one step back. I remember my obedience thing that escaped me, but, um, well, on one side you have the whole, be careful um, that you're not following culture mm-hmm. uh, and forsaking like faith, the Bible. But on the flip side to that, 
make sure that you're not following church traditions that aren't actually biblical, right? And like uh, make it, you know, like, oh, well, we've always done it this way or whatever. And then it doesn't actually matter. I remember as a kid, we always, always, always did uh, like junior church first and then did church and they flipped it one year. And it cost me like a mini crisis of faith as a child. I was like, but not really a faith, but I was just like, but it's wrong. You can't do it that way. Like that's the wrong way to do it, you know, and making sure I don't get too attached to the way we do things and not the why that we do things. So. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Good word. All right. Well, I would, I would say thanks for everyone uh, for your contributions. Uh, Scotty, you were chiming in a bunch. Thanks so much for that. Uh, And next up uh, we have our next segment as Brad cues up the thing and it's a, Potent Ponderable with Andrew. Oh, Andrew. <laughs> Classic. I love that one. All right. So Potent Ponderable is where we pose a question and uh, we then we ponder it. Oh. And uh, got lots. Of, okay, uh, Dwight, you can go away. We'll we'll text you again whenever it's Christian. Yeah. <laughs> so here's here's the big question for today. I couldn't believe this. this. I. I <laughs> Is it is it bad to let you know that I was disappointed in you? Well, you know what? I think there's this thing might have legs, much like those you, horses. You uh, gave me the job, and this is what I did. So. Wow. Uh, would you rather own a horse the size of a cat or a cat the size of a mouse? Okay, hold on. <laughs> you know what? I've read this over and over again, and I don't. Would you? And you were really ponder. You had to really ponder, didn't you? Yeah. You know yeah. what? So there. Wow. It's potent. It's ponderable. It was. It was potent. Job well done. Would you? Would you rather own a horse the size of a cat, or a cat the size of the mouse? Because here's the thing. I think of the horse the size of a cat, and I'm like, ooh, sweet. And then I'm like, cat the size of a mouse. Well, that's kind of cute. Yeah. <laughs> like, I honestly don't know. <laughs> what about a mouse the size of a horse? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, kill it with fire. Uh, I think for me, originally I thought, oh yeah, a tiny horse. How cool would that be? But really, listen. If you're listen, if you're listen, if you're a horse person, you're gonna you're gonna want to turn out turn down for a second here. Horses are only valuable as something to ride on or move things around. They're not particularly cute. Um, they're not cuddly at all. They're all just legs and bones and sinew. Um, and so you're not going to like hold it and pet it. It's just going to be underfoot, um, leaving its little, little horse poops all over your like house, uh, little pellets (laughs) or whatever. And I I feel like, I feel like it's tiny cats, the way to go, even though I'd rather now to be fair, I'd rather have a micro dog, but I micro cat, I think would be, it's still cute. It's still cuddly. If it scratched you, it'll hurt less. I see, I think I only see upsides other than the fact that if it wants to disappear, it'll really disappear. Uh, but yeah, I, I got to go cat. Easy, but I think that's be easier to lose cat. your small cat. I see. I think that's the upside as well. Uh, easier to lose. Easier to lose. I'm with you. I originally, it's actually like we're in parallel here. I initially would have said horse the size of a cat, but the requirements <laughs> of the horse don't change. It, it still needs to be taken care of and all this kind of stuff. The upkeep of the horse is still there. Certainly. The brush is a little mean. Well, certainly. Le- oh, that's kind of cute. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, I could put a Barbie on it. <laughs> oh, my word. Um, Small but, child can ride it. But I'm basing this totally uh, off the size of, or I'm basing this totally off the demeanor and everything of the cat that I currently have, which is it sleeps. Not great. And then it disappears oh. when it's awake. Um and that and the kids take care of the food and the litter and all that. Like I barely have any interactions with this cat. Uh, so I'm going with the cat the size of a mouse just to maintain the interaction that I currently have, which is next to none. I feel like a horse would be not very comfortable and also be just like work, like a finicky animal. And, and we, uh, every one of us would try to ride the stupid thing and we wind up killing it. I think, yeah, like I think I, I would sit on it. Just to know. Yeah, well, you're a bad person. I know that. <laughs> uh, Dwight knows I think that. that. I think it would be easier to monetize a tiny horse than True. a tiny cat. Well, they if might you're just, thinking monetizing, yeah. you are 100% right. They might just yeah, think you ever watch Parks and Rec, you know, a little Sebastian. <laughs> little little big Sebastian. Hero, big hero. 
every time I see a miniature horse, though, I'm like, what a waste of an animal. Like, it's just not like, it's not why I don't get it. So I, I think it'd be even more so small, although you could monetize it just for the record. Uh, Melissa candy, my wife is coming in with, she wants a little horse in her house. Um, uh, Lynn Harrison saying cat, micro cat, uh, Michael Collicott saying horse. Uh, he's afraid he would step on the cat. I guess he's not worried about stepping on the horse. Um, and then Dwight, uh, says that we've sold out trying to level up and next time we'll be using the message probably. Uh, Lynn Harrison also says smaller litter box. You could put it in a little like, uh, like matchbox, matchbox cat. There you go. So. Wow. All right. Dwight, don't you talk bad about the chair. Listen, I've taken all kinds of crap from you today, but I will not, I will not, this is a bridge too far. I will not take crap on the bouncy chair. Er, earlier I pulled what, what some have called the Riker maneuver. Which, if you don't know what the Riker mm. maneuver is, go back and watch Star Trek: uh, The Next Generation and watch how Riker sits. It's, it's in. specifically how Riker interacts with chairs. Any chair, any chair, any any chair. Yeah, it's yeah. like he's lording his height over us all. And they're oh, alert. They're sorry, alert. and Scott, I didn't I didn't mean to ignore you, even though you were trying to burn me via the internet. Uh, so Scott says a cat uh, the size of a mouse would get stepped on again. So I guess he's not the only person thinking that. A tiny horse would be cute, My in spite of kitty. Luke's wrong opinion. Uh, it's my little pony, uh, not my little kitty. There you go. Well, there's an opportunity for a new show again, back to the monetization. That's true. All right. Well, that's been your potent ponderable. Uh, oh, you know what? Just potent. Andrew. All right, folks, you can follow our podcast on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course, YouTube at Oxford Holy Club. Uh, if you do use social media, please throw up the hashtag OH Club so that we can see it. Not only that, but you can send your questions, your tiebreakers, suggestions, and more to us at OxfordHolyClub.com. And folks, we don't pay to advertise, so any support that we get comes from you sharing us with others. So please do us a favor and click the share button. It's not too late. Get us on your Facebook page. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and all those things. And so for Andrew Beckwith and Lucas Candy, I'm Brad Silica reminding you until next time, keep spiritually fit and have fun. <laughs>